podcast and show where the power of human connection and the age of information is the real driver behind our content. To sum us up, we, two curious journalists, discuss very important stuff, also the initials of Viz, with interesting people. We get up close and personal with each other and what we're discussing to give you, our listeners, the power to make positive change through knowledge about different topics. I'm Izzy. And I'm Star. And this week's topic is spoken word and words in action. Now we're going to be looking at a lot of different types of words, um, but one thing we want to be talking about is poetry. Um, Now poetry has been a means of expression for thousands of years, like so long. (laughs) Yeah, and we always like to start our show off with some kind of interesting psychological, cultural, political or historical context. And we're just going to give you guys some specific examples for this week's topic. There were so many, but because poetry is just so far reaching and broad um, and it's been around for so long, as like a form of oral storytelling and spoken word like that we decided it was just too much to sum up so we thought a good place to start was with an article on BBC Culture called The Ancient Poems That I Explain Today so if anyone wants to learn a bit more about the history of poetry and how it's shaped who we are and where we are right now then you can check this article out at www.bbc.co.uk forward slash culture and it's and you know as is said, it's a really good place to start. There is so much on it, so I'm sure um, if you do want to check that out further, your kind of searching will take you beyond that article. But um, having said all that, um, we couldn't help but slip in a little sneaky snippet of some interesting history to do with poetry, because we, we do love some, you know, interesting information, don't we? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so some people argue that the oldest form of poetry on record is the Japanese tanka, uh, which is recorded as early as the 6th century and means short song. Uh, now, interestingly, the Japanese historically considered the tanka a feminine form. Uh, the later haiku, uh, which is perhaps more uh, more people would have heard of, um, which the haiku sprang from the tanker was considered a more masculine form. Uh, now, part of the reason uh, tanker were, was considered a feminine form uh, maybe uh, have been because many of the form's most famous pr- practitioners were women, uh, poets of gentry, nobility and court, which I have just found really interesting because, mm. I mean... History, generally speaking, isn't that kind to women, is it? No, it's not. And you don't often hear gentry, nobility and court being related to female matters and and female forms. No, and there's very few examples of kind of 
real rich historical um i suppose records of 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 women's footprint uh, on world history isn't it so I, I just found that bit really interesting so i thought i'd give you a little example of one as well uh, so this is a, a japanese uh, tanker um from a female poet um dated as early as six six eight six ad so it says although my feet never cease running to you on the path of dreams, such nights of love are, ne are never worth one glimpse of you in your reality. So it's amazing stuff. I mean, yeah. that yeah. was 686 AD. So anyway, that was just a little kind of, you know, historical snippet, which we thought you might enjoy. But we wanted to kind of kick off the show with a, with a more personal element as well, didn't we? It's cause... Yeah, because... Because we we just adore words, don't we? And and language and everything that you can do with it. And we we just wanted to talk about sort of what draws us personally to poetry as a form and spoken word. Um, and just to start with, I love it because it can be whatever you want it to be. It can rhyme, but it doesn't have to. It can be long or short, meaningful or simply funny, syllabic or fluid, and just so much more. The diversity of poetry has meant that it's become an old but contemporary form of art and expression and people can really be themselves in poetry they can sort of just let loose and explore what words sound like and feel like as they're spoken what words look like on a page and I've always just loved how you can create something from words that nobody else would have ever created and it's just totally you and yours you know it's just um I just love that aspect of it. Mm -mm. Yeah, and I think um, just again picking what you were saying there, like making poetry is something that's completely you. Um, I found that um, poetry is like an amazing way um, at developing your communication as a person. So, like, using poetry and writing as a way to express what's in your head that you usually wouldn't be able to put down properly or, or, or kind of really get the meaning, uh, whether that's a, a thought or a feeling or an emotion. And, like, I know in my life, personally, it's gone a long way to making me a better communicator with those that I love in my life because it's, like, with that release of or discovery of of an emotion or a thought um which you didn't realize were there there kind of comes an intense clarity um that maybe might help you better communicate what you're feeling so mm. you know is is was saying there you know poetry can be anything and just through that simple act of expression um you know just speaking from personal experience but also i i know it's true of other people you know that does that act of expression in whatever way it comes out whether it is rhyming whether it's not whether it's syllab you know whatever it is that can actually help you to move 
move through whatever mm. you're feeling or maybe even discover something that you didn't know you yeah, were yeah. about something. It's, yeah, exactly. Poetry can be so therapeutic. It can offer respite or be a way of getting something off your chest, whether it be sadness, happiness, love or whatever. And if you look back at the centuries of poetry that the world has seen, you can see how it's been used and still is used to help people make sense of the world around them. And, and this is basically what therapy does isn't it it helps you process stuff and come to terms with the world that you live in and your experiences um and I also loved what you said there about learning something when you're writing poetry and there is this sense of self-discovery when when writing poetry or any sort of word art um and often people or poets will talk about how they didn't know they had something to say until they started writing it down or like that they learn things through writing and um like as soon as they started writing down the things that they were thinking they just couldn't stop the pen you know and I think it's like that with poetry and spoken word you don't really know you need to get something off your chest until you start that poem and it sort of takes you on on like a journey um and this is where I think there's also an added element of identity in poetry as well, because poetry reflects individual personalities as well as like the cultural, social and political contexts of the time, sometimes sometimes without it even trying to. Um, so if you look back at like the romantics, the royalists, modern poets, and, and then you look at spoken word today, each period has its own poetic identity, but each poet also has their own identity. So through studying a poem or a spoken word piece or a text, you can learn so much much about a person as well as the place a culture and a time which I find really fascinating yeah and and poetry can also evoke so much like not only is it quite a free form but it also allows it, it can make you cry it can be an expression of romance it can um it can be an expression of power like take the um inauguration poem read the other day by Amanda Gorman and 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 like the power behind her poem was just immense and you know words can't normally get at what poetry can get at um which is just phenomenal Mm-mm, definitely I think there's there's two things what stood out to me about what you were just saying there is um the first one is that um I think there's something about poetry which is quite raw um, because it has an air of fictionality to it, even though I'd say like most poetry and spoken word is, is based on real life, not mm. fantasy. Um, it allows this kind of freedom of expression and um, that's not maybe not otherwise accessed in other forms because you can kind of be free from inhibition when writing or expressing yourself through words and poetry because it's yeah, as I say, it's, it kind of has this fictitious edge to it, um, mm. which maybe, you know, m might kind of hold you back, whatever the story is there for you, which, you know, maybe people, uh, you know, feel embarrassed what, about this emotion that they're having, you know, it's an amazing way to express that. And I think that's what makes it very real and very raw. And the second thing is um, what you were saying there about kind of, poetry being able to evince the essence of a person or a time or a place I think mm. what it does as well is connects 
the individual to the world around them actually it's a really amazing way of um accessing um and remembering and connecting yourself to what's happening around you so you know when we look back at um poetry from centuries gone by you know it's 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 an amazing way to kind of imagine and recreate what that time was like but not only that you know as that poet was writing that they were they were directly connecting with their own environment and so it's that kind of thing of living vicariously yeah through your through your you know kind of mm. picking up on your surroundings and 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 then really connecting with them and then processing it and then putting it out in another format you know like yeah. how so many people are inspired by landscapes and nature I mean nature is amazing isn't it and so I think yeah that's just another element that I really love about yeah it. and there's this certain sense of idleness to poetry as well like this inspiration from nature and your surroundings and one of my favorite poets John Cooper Clarke talks about this idea of idleness the that the underpinning characteristic of a poet is to be idle um, and it, it brings in this idea of observation and sort of being sat in silence or just taking in your surroundings and I think that everybody should experience this sort of pleasant idleness once in a while and I think in those still moments we all sort of become poets perhaps without realising it um, you, when, you, when you take time to observe the world you become more aware of who you are, where you are, what you are and why you are and and while not all poets are still idle people, I think there is an element of poetry in any sort of creative writing that does push you to observe the world around you and sort of consider like how you fit into that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, contrary to connecting with the world around you, it can also act as um, a form of escapism. Um, you know, lyrical and literary escapism is kind of really well known as a way to transport the reader or listener or writer to another place. Um, so I think I think that's another really interesting point about it as well is is there's like this constant tension isn't it between mm. connection and escapism yeah. um, you know why whatever the the writer is, is is doing the poetry or the spoken word you know there's there's an element of escaping their surroundings whilst at the same at the same time connecting with them mm, that's such a beautiful paradox isn't it yeah um now just before we move on quickly i wanted to mention something that i really loved about what ruth stone an iconic poet and writer said about her form um now she describes the act of writing poetry so nicely she says that you don't write a poem or create a poem a poem comes barrel so she describes it as it it comes barreling towards you and you sort of have to catch it and if you don't have a pen or a paper at the time when it gets to you it'll keep on moving it'll move through you and it'll search for somebody else and it's this sort of idea that we all have poetry within us um we just have to find our find it or allow ourselves to catch it as it comes towards us and in in you have to be open to it for it to come you know um 
I just thought I'd quickly mention that because I love it so much. Mm. Um, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I, and I think it sums it up so well as well. I've never heard I've never heard that analogy, but just when you were saying then I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly what it feels yeah. like, isn't it? And also when you try to, let's say um, you've been out on a beautiful walk or, or something, let's just say you, for argument's sake, you have been out on a beautiful walk, and you were inspired and, you know, you kind of have this fleeting moment of a poem barreling towards you in the in the words of Rousseau. Mm. But then you don't write it down and then you go back to your house and you sit down with a notepad and pen and it doesn't, it doesn't come. It's not there you know, anymore. That, it's not there anymore. It's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Now, after all that chatting, I think it's about time for a song. Um, it's my song choice first. I've chosen one of my faves. It's Boppy, Upbeat, and just sends such a lovely message. This guy just has so many good things to say, um, and I think that he's going to, uh, like, you know, watch this space. Um, you know, it, and the message behind this song is sort of like the this world is vast, but there's only one of each of us um, and I just love that so this is George the Poet with 1212 you, 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 to you to you and you if I can do it you can too I said if I can do it you can too to you to you to you and you if I can do it you can too if I can do it you can too one two one two one two one two seven billion people in the world and there's only one. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. I know seven billion people in the world. world. And there's only one. This goes out to you, to you, to you and you. If I can do it, you can too. If I can do it, you can too. You, I, you, yeah, you and you. If I can do it, you can too. If I can do it, you can too. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. If I can do it, can I tell you a little story? See life, life is a moment The story doesn't need the writer's involvement So edit this for me Don't embellish and twist it please Don't embed it in mysteries I hope my credit in history amounts to more than my credit history Aye, edit this for me One, two, one, two, one Two, one, two If I can do it, aye If I can do it One, two, one, two one, two, one, two. Seven billion people in the world, and there's only one you. I make them learn, make them learn. Ask my elders, they confirm how we had to stand at the stake and burn. Now my two feet are taking turns, and it's one foot forward. Now the other one. That's the first step. Let's make another one. Repeat the process. Pretty soon you'll notice you're moving forward. And it's all good. I testing one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Seven billion people in the world, and there's only one you. I said one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. There's seven billion people in the world, and there's only one you. This goes out to you, to you, hey, to you and you. If I can do it, you can too. If I can do it, you can too. I said you, you. To you and you If I can do it, you can too I said if I can do it, you can too Thank you Thank you
Dry your eyes. The damage is done. The damage is done. But in life, challenges come. What makes you think you can't manage this one? You better wear your pain with pride. I wanna see that shit in your stripes. I know you're sick of the grind, but a wall is built one brick at a time. I said, look, the damage is done. The damage is done. But in life, challenges come. What makes you think you can't manage this one? Put one. Hey, another other one. That's your first. Make another one. Repeat the process. Pretty soon you'll notice you're moving forward. And it's all good. And we're telling them one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Seven billion people in the world. And there's only one you. Now, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Viz on Source FM with Star and Izzy. And this week, we are welcoming Megan Chapman, also goes by the name MCMC Spoken, a Cornish-based rapper, poet and spoken word artist onto the show. Now, Megan has been performing since she was a young girl. She's completed a degree in creative writing and is now onto her second decade of being a word artist. Um, She speaks with strength. She has a raw and fierce feminine energy and if you check her work out her words will hit you hard um now mcmc spoken is also a show here on source fm too so big shout out to that um you can catch that every tuesday at 7 30 in the evening amazing um, yeah um and so this is just a, a paragraph about how megan sums herself up So she says, I have a passion for rhymes and metaphors and writing that identifies with people across class and backgrounds. I want my work to relate to people and give people a voice. I like to see people through their eyes to give voice to someone who doesn't have one. My aim is to always write clearly and and honestly, hoping to reach rather than exclude people. I like political topics on the edge of things, the unsaid, the stories that could otherwise be missed. I don't make myself do it, rather I'm drawn to it, which I just think is... It's almost what we're about. It is, it is. It is exactly what we're about. Um, So she's the perfect guest for us, really. Um, So we're so delighted to have Megan with us today. Um, And without further ado, hello, Megan. Welcome to the show. So first of all, Megan, why do you love spoken word and word art and performance? Um, Just to clarify, it's like no swearing, isn't it, and all that jazz? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll be careful how I explain it. Well, we were having like a precursor conversation, which I guess feeds in about the um, the joy of what it brings politically, the freedom of speech, the connection, the fact it's always been there, um, the different forms it takes, whether it's spoken, written down on a wall as a part of artwork in amongst other words, text, whether it just freely flows out of your mouth at the pub or whatever. I think it's just, um, I think it's just the power of communication and the freedom as an individual to interpret. And I suppose for me, what I've always loved is the idea of giving someone what I thought was a voice. And then I later realized was my version of their voice. And there was a definite difference between that um, mm. and honouring that individual's journey and not fully getting someone, but the 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 art and the fun of um, sharing a, 
a story but your sort of interpretation of their story and if you enjoy people I think it's it's always great to to sort of yeah yeah have that freedom of expression really yeah we we talked earlier in the show about this sort of beautiful paradox between this idea of poetry being a form of escape but poetry also allowing us to make sense of the world that we're in and like sort of grounding us Mm. Yeah. yeah it's amazing isn't it I think we're just we're living in such a diverse world um yeah. and and yeah the poetry and spoken word is just such an amazing way to reflect that isn't it so mm. um, especially with these times I think lots of things mm. during Covid have taken a back seat and my enjoyment for um performance hasn't sort of been fully for like experience whilst lockdown but I felt so mm. glad that you can be a part of like communities and different things online and you can literally like have maybe a nice top half on and then be in your pajamas roll into bed and like yeah. the fact that you could do like a slam event at New Zealand and get up at like 7 30 in the morning which is like my favorite time to be creative or whatever and not have to like drive to Plymouth to get paid whatever you get paid and do a gig and it's great but and and that was part of the fun the journey but actually to not have that journey means you can access a lot more creative things happening and I think digitally um poetry is continued and there's always like events that you can sign up for and be a part of and um and also if you're if you're more of like you love the performance part and the listening part less not that I should say this you know you do have the option to maybe like go downstairs and make a bit of dinner and just put yourself on mute and turn your screen off and you know no one really knows if you're listening at that point which is very naughty but <laughs> it's, it's very hard to sneak out of a poetry gig you know it's very quiet and the numbers are normally very small and there's lots of rustlings of paper and the door's always like really creaky so you know the opportunity to kind of just dip in and out of something digitally is it's quite a privilege really mm. <laughs> yeah you've touched there on on so much but you did touch on this sense of integrity and and like maintaining the sense of enjoyment in poetry but other than other than enjoyment or as a as a job or as a hobby what do you hope to achieve through your spoken word and your performance well do you know what I think it came from firstly like this idea while I was at uni and I was in a hip-hop band that I have these lyrics I have these thoughts and it's incredibly therapeutic when you enjoy your art form to literally connect and get it out there and have a voice and share something from yourself and that self-expression and that's where it's always come from and then I suppose it's always just been I've just recently read the new K Tempest book around the idea of connection Mm. and it's and it is about what what we what we want what what do we want where are we going and it is about the joy it has to be the idea that it's therapeutic for me to write as you've probably heard during this interview you know my brain just goes and it connects and it <laughs> things and, and it, it's very abstract and that it, and when you write and you and I and I've because I'm dyslexic I always like to learn my my words before I go on stage and it is that idea of my identity this shared voice this connection this idea I think it came very early on from you know I've done lots of chats about this we were Eminem in the car at 15 in Spain and just the idea that he could connect with myself my friend um, my friend's parent through classes through 
all different types of thing and it's just that shared metaphor and like you know that line about um he's nervous mum's spaghetti on his top or whatever and just like that line that is just so raw um, mm. but mm. so available and I think that's what I don't like to use language in a pretentious way I don't like to look up big words to explain something simple what I like to do is have a message which is current which is therapeutic for me but also available to others and offer it in a way which people can share and people can relate to and and I think that's what I find so precious and I love rhymes and I love metaphors and it's always been a self-expression and it's always been there and luckily some people will come away from a gig and they'll just be like, yeah, I really get it. And it's just that one person with a book or that one person. And then when I read the Kay Tempest book, it was all about rethinking about that. And actually they talked about going on this personal journey and just like having it and just wanting to get it out there, get it out there, get it out there, get it out there. And what were they getting out? And then eventually going on stage and just feeling so not present and so detached and so drained and so like well who am I who am I when I'm not Kay Tempest on stage and it is about that balance I'm Meg and what do I what am I in my day job what am I with my friends and family what am I when I'm performing and I think for me it's about the older I get how I can connect all of that together and Mm. and and then measure that against the human lifespan and how long we're on the planet and then look at amazing artists like Van Gogh that you know never were known in their lifetime and avoiding this desperation to constantly submit work to online forums and pay I mean I can't think of anything worse than paying someone to then try and win a competition online like for me that's so for me just me you know I'm not belittling anyone that does it go you it's probably because I haven't won enough and if I had I'd carry on doing it you know I hate them until I've won a couple and then I think slams are the best but it's about not having that that kind of egoic sense of of that but if you want to be recognized please do it but I think for me it was just recognize where that was coming from and just believing in the power of things like this and maybe the right person listening and then offering you something and then that leading to then the right people you know what I mean it's all about that Mm. that and trying to find joy in it we I think with art and having done an art degree it's so easy to feel so desperate and compare Mm. yourself against this obvious journey well I don't know you join the navy and you've got this type of role for this type of length of time or you do law and then you can become that or that and it's not the same in art so it's about getting everything in perspective and finding the joy and looking at what it can offer you amongst the fact that you probably will never be successful and finding a way that it's okay and you can still do it amongst other things so I feel incredibly lucky that I do get paid work and I get random people like yourselves having found me somewhere I don't even know where it is enjoying it and saying, okay, <laughs> let's, let's have a chat you know and then doing it and as I'm doing it I'm enjoying doing it and I guess mm. that's just what being alive is yeah I think a lot of what you've just said will really really speak to a lot of artists and creatives who are currently trying to stay inspired and get work out there during um, COVID times now I think it would be a great time for our listeners to hear some of your work now I'd just like you to give a little brief introduction to one of your pieces um, and explain why you've chosen it um I think what I'll do is introduce the one that I wrote during lockdown 
and it was with a friend who was putting he's like right let's do something creative i'm going to do some film footage you write a poem during lockdown it was the first lockdown and i was incredibly excited during the first one amongst you know all the horrors i'm not trying to glorify it here i'm very conscious of the current climate but it was fun working you know you know remotely and you know lots of lovely beautiful evenings and you know nice cold beers in the garden and enjoying it um in that sense and i didn't feel creative though because i need an audience you know i need the gigs i need that connection and i it's not really much without it for me and i'm in a band and I normally jam every week and none of that was happening but anyway so it took about three months to write about some about lockdown and then it took about another month or two to edit so you know it was a massive process through most of the first lockdown um and it's called the coronation and it's a bit of playing with that title my partner actually came up with it so credit to you Meg the other Meg so yeah this is this is and it's called the coronation and that, and I think that's the one that I'd like you to play and it was a is a lockdown poem I think it's the only one I've written during lockdown actually sadly this is a customer services announcement this poem has been homemade due to the coronavirus lockdown please excuse the unproduced one take no further production I endeavour to be back in the studio with the producer as soon as possible. Thank you, Megan Chapman, a.k.a. MCMC Spoken. The Coronation Ironic whilst in social isolation, the first time I felt connected to my nation. I'm feeling both the yin and yang, so much blaming and shaming and... It's in our culture, social handlers provide its backing. It's us and them, self-divides keep happening. It's like the voting pattern all over again. Everyone's got a social comment in, like social distancing. Whether you've stuck to the suggested hour when exercising, listing what we're not doing. Government knew months ago, let down, not protected, here we go. A giant show, confused, I try to work out what I don't know. Cleverly worded daily speeches greet us. In the meantime, when did I start conforming? It's worrying. I'm nodding along to Boris Johnson, surprisingly liking where he's coming from. It was mentioned to me, maybe it's not as simple as being right or left. There's a lot I don't get, and most of both sides I reject. Set on each other a burning flag, turn their back. Business as usual, keep the rich fat. Stolen lives, there's no payout to fix that. The NHS is similarly becoming a war hero's equivalent. Funny it takes a pandemic to get true recognition. The privatisation meant they're buying back their own bed. The Queen's risen her head, be the face for this nightmare. Historically, after the Welsh mining disaster, she wasn't there. She flew down too late, delaying the death stare. Embedded on our currency, arguably still bringing it in. On a personal note, I connect with our sovereign. And I loved her offerings of words, she is living history to me. Empathy, I imagine her internal sufferings and difficulties. Ring fence puppetry in an unreachable kingdom. Identify with this hanging off her words well written. Whilst Boris has been rushed off to the hospital wing. It's private, on private, in private, I'm guessing. Equality is a word which we've preserved and never felt coming. Step away, step away, we're practising social distancing. This has been happening for years at number 10. We had boxes around us and certification long before the pandemic stepped in. Communities at last finding hubs of power. We've got you family, neighbour. We've got you friend, I've clocked you stranger. 
And before this would have never happened, connection, different parts of a chained anchor. Never found it easier to say thank you. My community in unity around the globe speaking more open and fluently, loosely exposing the best and worst when hurt. Grief will always do this, a familiar feeling surges. I found myself reminded having cited those unreachable words. Pink and blue skies doesn't suit the mood. Why is the weather always beautiful for funerals? Personally, my moral compass is unsure, lost light in thick fog on dark moor. Compassion and empathy have hit an all-time need. Harboured intolerance has opened its floodgates from what I can see. I'm conflicted by the tone close to home. Drone footage capturing examples out of you and me. Whilst back up the line at number 10, it's been locked down for years. Now we need them, let's renew visas. Jesus, it took more than two wars and all the help back then to teach us. Still, we voted for the blue boards in fields meeting waste-damaged rivers, whilst pesticides continue killing us. All noticing, appreciating the improvement of pollution outdoors. I just can't pretend, comprehend it will change when we return to normal. Already seen next holiday destination tweets. I work hard, I deserve more hashtags, news feeds. I want to believe in change, but I feel consumerism entitlement has paved its way into our core until the very end. Grounded, the planet's ecosystem reminds me that this is war. It's re-showing us its beauty no longer silenced by our tread. This won't be the first pandemic to wash upon our shores. We're at global crisis tipping point. This disaster marks much more. How much nicer life is when we preserve all life's very core. Will the planes line up on the floor like the corpses at the morgue? The untouchable sets of golden wings for once are commonly ignored. Right now, the NHS is a beaming metaphor. Frontline key workers serve us at 8pm. We clap as drops of sweat fall down the kiosk workers' back. And the bus drivers drive on knowing the virus may attack. We're trapped, set out to destroy our pack. Leading experts, but we deport it to make extra. I run my finger over the Union Jack and try to recognise the texture. Kindness is our biggest antivirus. Suffering we can awaken in the dark. We're not one or the other. Our shadow carries the same light mark. Middle class views circulate in my ears. Submission to my own privileges. Mine is obvious as a primary school well done badge. Joined in the bulk buying and pretend I hadn't had. The privileged drive out to join us in the country to ride it out. Shh, just rest your weary, valued head. Domestic violence will rise, victims cry, muffled in self-isolation. The cufflinks were on long before the coronavirus came in. Following orders has built borders. Killed billions under military, this is what war does. So Meg, stop nodding your head along, use your brain and tongue. It's only a matter of time before fascism will be if we keep skipping along. As lost as we may feel searching for a new door, we can't return through the same one. But remember, it was broken long before. Um, so if um, anyone's just tuned in, we just wanted to plug quickly that you're listening to Viz with Star and Izzy on Source FM. Uh, and Yay. we're joined by the amazing Meg Chapman <laughs> today, um, who we're just so happy to have on. Um, 
Thank you. So, MCMC Spoken, that's the code name that people find me on all my social media. It's like, you know, writing under a pseudonym, kind of equivalent with the Megan Jackson. But it's yeah. nice to be given my full name. My partner always says, like, when are you going to grow up and just, like, call yourself by your actual name, not this strange poetry name? Because MCMC <laughs> was my hip-hop name because it was Eminem that I loved. So it was MCMC because my initials are MC. Mm. And then I doubled it up to kind of, Play, pay tribute to Eminem so that's why it started as MCMC and then I added the spoken on when I started to do spoken word because I didn't want to stay up late for gigs basically so it was MCMC spoken aka M- Megan Chapman and when people have to read all of that out at a poetry night I think they're just really bored <laughs> <laughs> Long, I love that yeah I love that <laughs> Um, but MCMC spoken on all the socials and do follow me and add me because as I said to you both earlier it's bloody quiet at the moment so thanks for having me on the show and you know if you, if you ever need me back for a future chat you know like mm. I'm here I'm just festering away down south <laughs> well yeah we'll definitely be sure yeah sure to hit you up again soon it's been great um so we just wanted to hear um in the in this kind of like yeah towards the end of the interview just wanted to hear a bit about um a what your writing process is like you know is it ordered organized or fluid and chaotic or is it somewhere in between um and also like where you find inspiration um, okay when when you're working as well because good questions yeah by the way both of you are really good (laughs) questions (laughs) that's cool thank you um First one, well, I did this thing. Um, I was actually introduced at the weekend. I was doing a workshop for um, Keep, and that's like a young writers group in Cornwall. Uh, I think it's like for up to 25, if anyone's keen or got kids that want to do free workshop stuff um, down in Cornwall. Um, anyway, it was, um, she introduced me for a writer's block, and I'd done this whole like thing for a book that was published that was then at like Waterstones and we got to like drink some sort of bubbly and it was very fancy and it was like and I've still got it's called writer's space and it was all about where do you write and for me I write I only really give myself to write time to write and edit when I'm literally got nothing else to do because I love surfing and I'm really crap at kind of sitting myself down and unless I've got something I want to get off my chest or something I'm specifically interested with I don't really sort of make myself write in a kind of structured way actually I should probably do it more um but I just haven't bothered getting around to it um I feel like I have a lot of retirement years for that almost um but I did yeah I don't put pressure on myself so it's there it's on my phone it's in my notes it's on trains planes when they happened so much less I guess now at the moment but there's no structure it's literally there it's in my head and I have to get it out often I'll before voice memos I used to literally phone myself and leave these long voice messages where I've I've got this rhyme I've got this rhyme I have to get it out and Mm -hmm. then a lot comes off the back of freestyling so that's for people that don't know where you can make lyrics up as you go along in rap there's lots of it online and 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 often with Steve the the guy that I work a lot with now it's like they'll be in my head and it'll just be there and then I'll be like wow that was a really good line I'll write it down afterwards and it'll just come where he's playing music might have some loops on and I'm feeling the energy of the music I'm wherever I am in my day uh physically and psychologically and then I'll pull all that together and it will just flow and it's like cards coming out and like they just form themselves and and it's Mm. literally like I say one line 
And then as soon as I've said that, I'm just backing up the word line with whatever the next rhyme is in my head. And I'm just letting the words kind of come out and hit that structure. So that's freestyle. And there's, it's, it's literally that creative. And then the, mm. the inspiration is about existing on the planet right now. The last thing I've read, the last piece of music, as I've said, Kay Tempest, uh, uh, polar bear he's an mc kind of rapper spoken word artist from london there's very specific ones i like i love drake i love cheese i love justin bieber sadly like there's an <laughs> obvious rhyme and that that the, the loops and the i love auto tune i love that nasty perfected easy to listen to like <laughs> polished crap that i shouldn't mm. like um but then i also like things like um uh, Led, uh, Leonard Cohen, um, uh, John Cooper Clark. Uh, I like individuals. I like personality. I like feeling like I'm with them, and they're 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 not in that egoic frame of mind. They're just really good, or they're really open and I feel mm. like I can connect I want to connect and I don't want to feel like they're just tricking me because they've polished and edited and 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 they're being clever I I can't connect with things unless I feel it's real and I mm. think that that's just a human connection and then and then I just find things um that interest me but I don't have a set formula really ever um I just try and find the joy I guess in what I'm looking for and, and I wait for it to, to to just kind of appear normally I'm very lazy yeah we um we actually mentioned something earlier in the show about what Ruth Stone says about poetry and how how actually you don't create a poem you catch a poem or um and you have to be open to a poem and then and then it comes out and it's sort of this idea that you're talking about of like not doing anything to try and make it happen but sort of waiting until it does happen because at the end of the day it's inside you somewhere and it will come out at some point if you just let it yeah absolutely and I don't ever try that hard to do anything and I know I should try harder <laughs> a lot of the time but I don't find that very fun um but yeah no I'm I'm gonna be writing a bit more soon I think just doing little things like that is then inspiration to do other things otherwise I just take the dog for a walk and listen to rap and try and go for a surf when we're not in the middle of lockdown you know Mm, yeah totally. Uh, um now just before you go Megan um do you have any advice that you would give to any aspiring creative writers poets word artists or artists in general yeah be kind to yourself and find a way of enjoying it. And it's so easy. And I compare myself to others constantly, whether I'm at a poetry gig and then the next person goes on and I'm going, shit, there. You know, I love it when people aren't good because then it makes you feel better. And then you're like, wow, like, what's the point in me in relation to that poet? Um, and you almost need to not be cocky and arrogant, but just do your thing, besides from what other people are doing, because. There'll always be people which sound like you. There'll always be people that are really good. You know, if you think about the spectrum of colours and art and any other form of any other thing, it's always been done. It's there, it's done. So, But there's always new people and there's always new ears and there's always new audiences and ways you can do it. So try to just find your individual journey and the enjoyment of it. And then take it from there and you will always find people that want to hear you or want to read you and 
and and you're special because you're an individual and and each one of us are different so just try and find your own way and and just try and close off your ears to too much feedback at writing workshops and approval because there's no need for it I think I think there's too much of that pretentious pretentious crap out there um Mm. and it is about recognizing your own way um amongst it all and just honoring that Mm. wow amazing advice thank you so much wow what an amazing interview what an amazing interview i love her she's so solid just so down to earth yeah she's just so lovely so down to earth and she's definitely inspired me as a writer to go and do something with my work and I hope she's inspired loads of other Cornish people to do the same or to just give something a go um yeah no I was just gonna say um I was gonna say we wanted to um plug her socials again didn't we um Mm -hmm. so um as she mentioned earlier in the interview um it's mcmc spoken uh, uh, on any socials and she's got a show on source fm every tuesday at 7 30 uh you can catch megan mcmc spoken on source fm so yeah do tune into that because she's amazing really solid we love her so um it's now time for my song choice of the show um it is a track that i absolutely love i loved it when i first heard it um it's um by an artist which megan actually um, referenced a lot in the interview uh, the amazing k tempest and um this is off their album the books of traps and lessons which was re- which was released in uh, 2019 I'm not going to talk too much about it um, because I want to let it kind of speak for itself. It's called People's Faces. Um, And I chose it for this week really because I just think it speaks so well into the time that we're living through socially, culturally and definitely politically. Um, Yeah, so it's People's Faces by Kay Tempest um, and it's amazing. It's coming to pass My country's coming apart The whole thing's becoming such a bumbling farce Was that a pivotal historical moment we just went stumbling past? Well here we are Dancing in the rumbling dark So come a little closer Give me something to grasp Give me your beautiful crumbling heart Another disaster Catharsis, another half discarded mirage, another mask slips. I face off with the physical, my head's ringing from the love of the stars. There is too much pretense here, and too much depends on the fragile wages and extortionate rents here. We're working every dread day that is given us. Feeling like the person people meet really isn't us Like we're gonna buckle underneath the trouble Like any minute now the struggle's gonna finish us And then we smile at all our friends It's hard We got our heads down and our hackles up Our backs against the wall I can feel you aching None of this was written in stone There is nothing we're forbidden to know And I can feel things changing Even when I'm weak and I'm breaking I stand weeping at the train station Cause I can see your faces 
There is so much peace to be found in people's faces. I saw it roaring. I felt it clawing at my clothes like a grieving friend. It said there are no new beginnings until everybody sees that the old ways need to end. But it's hard to accept that we're all one and the same flesh given the rampant divisions between oppressor and oppressed. But we are though. More empathy, less greed, more respect. All I've got to say has already been said. I mean, you heard it from yourself when you were lying in your bed and couldn't sleep, thinking, couldn't we be doing this differently? I'm listening to every little whisper in the distance singing hymns. And I can. I can feel things changing. But it's so hard. We got our heads down and our hackles up, our backs against the wall. I can feel your heart racing. None of this was written in stone. The current's fast, but the river moves slow and I can feel things changing. Even when I'm weak and I'm breaking, I stand weeping at the train station because I can see your faces. There is so much peace to be found in people's Faces. It's not enough to imagine we'll be happy when we've got enough stuff. All this stuff is blocking us. I'm neat with no chaser. I'm all spirit, but I'm sinking. Because these days are not days, but strange symptoms. And this age is our age, but our age is rage sinking to beige, and yes our children are brave, but their mission is vague. Now I don't have the answers, but there are still things to say. I stare out at my city on another difficult day and I scream inwardly, when will this change? I'm beginning to fade, but my sanity's saved, cause I can see your faces, my sanity's saved. Cause I can see your faces, it's hard We got our heads down and our hackles up Our backs against the wall, I can feel your heart racing None of this was written in stone The current's fast but the river moves slow And I can feel things changing Even when I'm weak and I'm breaking I stand weeping at the train station Cause I can see your faces I love people's faces. Now, if the beautiful words you just heard of K Tempest haven't encouraged you guys, our listeners, to go and pick up a pen and write, um then we will uh we really really can't stress enough how amazing writing can be it can you don't have to show anybody you don't have to um read it to anybody you sometimes it's just good to to give something new a try and if you're already doing it then great 
keep going you know exactly no excuses as well you know just do it and that's what we really wanted to encourage everyone to do yeah now I have planned a blur of the week for this week. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Harry Baker, who is a young spoken word artist. Um, and he gave a TED talk a few years back that you can watch on YouTube. It's called A Love Poem for Lonely Prime Numbers. And I just thought I'd read a few of the first lines to you guys because it's really cleverly constructed, is utterly unique and it's delightfully funny. Um, so here's the beginning of A Love Poem for Lonely Prime Numbers by Harry Baker baker for my blur of the week this week 59 wakes up on the wrong side of the bed realizes all his hair is on one side of his head takes just under a minute to work out that it's because of the way that he slept he finds some clothes and gets dressed he can't help but look in the mirror and be subtly impressed how he looks rough around the edges and yet casually messed and as he glances out the window he sees the sight that he gets blessed with of 60 from across the street now sixty was beautiful, with perfectly trimmed cuticles, dressed in something suitable, never rude or crude at all, unimprovable, right on time as usual, more on cue than a snooker ball, but liked to play it super cool. Fifty-nine wanted to tell her that he knew her favourite flower. He thought of her every second, every minute, every hour, but he knew it wouldn't work. He'd never get the girl, because although she lived across the street, they came from different worlds. Now I'm going to leave it there and I hope that's encouraged everybody to go and check that poem out because it's really, really funny. And the way he reads it is obviously so much better than me. But yeah, it's just the construction is just really clever, um, how it's about prime numbers and, and all the maths behind it. So yeah, um, definitely, definitely check that one out. Mm, so cool. So cool. I love that. Um, so we wanted to actually um, just do a quick... Um, kind of plug to our audience really um for a series we've got coming up which is on women um now if anyone has any questions at all um about a, a manner of different subjects we're going to have coming up in this series um we're going to be talking about everything from sex and relationships and contraception to women in the wild um you know, like naturist walking and, and um, fisher women and outdoor educators and women on the stage and acting. And so um, if anyone has kind of any questions or anything they'd like to hear about in that um, series, we just wanted to put it out there. Um, do let us know. So you can, um, we'd love to um, hear your um, suggestions or questions um, via our email which is thevizshow at gmail.com so do get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you and uh, yeah so that's that's what I just wanted to say quickly just to make sure that everybody knows how to spell that that's the v-i-s show the v-i-s show at gmail.com so yeah, get your emails in. Now, um, just want to give you guys a quick heads up what's going on next week. So next week we're talking to some activists who have been involved in environmental campaigns such as the protests against HS2 with some real boots on the ground experience of what it's like to witness ancient woodland being felled. It'll be our first show taking a glimpse into the environmental crisis and it will give a fascinating perspective of what's happening in the UK today. So do tune in next week, Friday at 3 p.m. here on Source, Source FM to catch that. 
Um, yeah, and thanks for joining us this week. Um, we've been Viz. Viz V, Star and Izzy. And we'll see you next week. Do join us. Thank you.